Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the, door, when the doors were locked where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But Thomas said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and bring your hand and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to Thomas, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let us begin with a fun fact from the world of, I suppose, astrophysics. Um, most of you know what the Big Bang is, not the television show with Sheldon and all those characters, but the real Big Bang, the Big Bang that started the universe. Now, the people who have described all of this and come to st and have studied it and all of that stuff, they tell us that from that zero point, all of a sudden, creation happened and from out of nothing, a huge, big explosion happened, and all matter and energy and everything was shot out into the universe, into the empty universe, 
into the emptiness of emptiness. And ever since then, since the first Big Bang, everything that is in the universe, all the planets, all the stars, all the galaxies, all the nebulae, everything that there ever was created in that first Big Bang is still shooting out, expanding, 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 and um, some million, billion years from now, it'll either expand to the point where it all dissipates because there's not gravity to hold it together, or it'll come crashing back in on itself. Who knows? Either way, we're toast. <laughs> but one of the things scientists tell us, and this is the interesting fact, is that with an expanding universe, there will come the day when from the face of the earth, we will no longer be able to see the stars. They will have moved so far away from us that the light from the stars will no longer be able to reach us. Million, two million years from now, who knows? I don't have a clue. But at some point, that strange phenomena will take place. And if there are still human beings living on the face of this planet, they will still have a blue sky, they will still have the sun, they'll still have the moon, and they'll have the planets circling around the sun. But everything else will be invisible to them. And that raises a really curious question about those people living in those times. Presuming that they have some sort of written or oral tradition handed down to them through the ages, that once upon a time, indeed, there were stars in the night sky, that there was a time on the face of this earth when people could go out in the night and look up into the sky and see a multitude of beautiful shimmering lights filling the sky in their billions and billions, and that they were so beautiful that people were awed by them, that people could almost see beyond the edge of the universe and see into infinity itself, that people would be so touched by the vision of the stars in the night sky that they could believe there was something greater than themselves at work in this universe. Now, presuming something like that was passed down to the people who could no longer see the stars, this is the interesting question, the curious question. Would they accept the testimony from long past ages that once upon a time there indeed were stars in the night sky? Or would they only trust their own eyes and being very sure about the power of their eyesight, maybe even with telescopes attached, seeing nothing beyond the sun and the moon and the planets of our solar system, they would simply poo-poo all of that talk from those ages past, all the testimony and witness as happy little myths that primitive people created to make themselves feel not quite so alone in this small little universe of ours, no bigger than the solar system. They would be skeptics, a little bit maybe too scientific. They would choose to believe only what their eyes told them. And the testimony from ages past would just be folklore.
myths, beliefs of primitive people that are nonsense. Look, there's nothing there. Well, that would be a choice, wouldn't it? A choice to believe our eyes or to believe the testimony of long dead people we never knew. And it's really the same choice that Thomas had to make when he was missing that evening when Jesus first arrives to visit his disciples after the resurrection. Do I believe my eyes or do I believe the testimony of this gaggle of goofballs that have gathered together and are so overcome by grief that they're making things up, they're seeing things that aren't real, that don't really exist. Poor fellows, they've lost it. And it's the choice that we have to make these 2,000 years later, really. Do we only believe our eyes? Do we only believe what we can touch, what we can see, what we can hear with our own ears, what our scientific instruments tell us we can believe in? Or does the testimony of people from long time ago have value and merit? Maybe through their voices and through their words and through their stories, we can see and hear and feel something not with our own eyes, but through theirs, something that's real, something that's true, as real, as true as the stars of the night sky. It's a hard choice sometimes because our eyes are so important to us. And we've been raised in a world where science and investigation and verification of facts and the scientific method are so, so much a part of our culture and our mentality. It just fills our brain. And so sometimes it's hard. It's hard to trust voices from the past. It's hard to trust other people's testimony of things that we haven't seen. And so Thomas's perplexing problem, the perplexing problem of those hypothetical people two billion years from now looking up into the night sky and seeing nothing, is really our problem. Well, maybe it's not a problem, maybe it's a challenge. Do we trust only our own eyes? Or do we trust the extraordinary experience that Peter and Andrew and James and John had when suddenly and unexpectedly this Jesus who had been crucified and whom they saw dead, whom they saw buried in his tomb, is suddenly appearing before them, speaking to them, inviting them to be people of peace, calming their fears, eventually up on the Sea of Galilee, feeding them a couple of fried fish early in the morning. Do we trust their testimony, what they saw with their eyes, what they heard with their ears, what they touched with their hands? 
Well, as Jesus says in tonight's gospel, shame on you, Thomas, for, for believing only when you saw with your own eyes. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. Because like those people millions of years from now looking up into the night sky, there's a whole world beyond us. There's a whole world on the other side of that big bang. There's a whole world of life and love and grace and peace and joy just beyond our fingertips, just beyond the limits of our eyesight, just beyond maybe even the limits of our minds. Let us choose to trust the testimony of Peter and James and John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Paul, so many saints through the ages who proclaim and rejoice and profess with grace that Jesus Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah.